0: Damn it!
1: Yesterday I was trying to did the. I was trying to get the worst possible Hank Hill impression. Having realized I'll never be able to master it, I've now tried to sh- tried shooting for the worst possible impression. Give it to me. Damn it,
2: Bobby! That's pretty bad. Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> You're like, you're like, I ain't kill as he's running out of batteries. Batteries are dying. Diamond it, Bobby.
0: Whacking in my toe, shed.
2: It makes you cringe, doesn't it? It's a
0: little hard to hear.
2: <laughs> it is funny that uh, that line is like, a famous Hank Hill line, but he never said that King right. Leo. On, when he was on Beavis and Butthead. That was
1: a Beavis and Butthead movie.
2: Yeah. That was yeah. Beavis and Butthead well, He made do his America. debut, I guess. Yeah. 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 And his
1: character totally changed once he... Yeah.
2: yeah, he would never say that now.
1: Do you ever, do you ever, do you ever listen to that song the Na- that band, The National? Have you ever listened to them before? Do you know who yeah, they I, are? I know
2: who The National is, yeah. I've never really listened to them, though. I kind of feel... I know what they're they are though, and
1: what they do. Okay, yeah. I feel like their thing sounds like if Hank Hill had an indie band. Like, you ever listened
0: to them? They're like, "You lost your shit and you drove through the garden." I listened to
2: that one album that they had that was like, uh, "What was it called?" Violent, violent.
1: High Violet, High La Violet. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I bought that album when I was in college. I
2: remember kind of thumbing through that when I was like trying to see what was on the other side of Rapping Country. I was like, man, there's probably
1: <laughs> there's I probably a whole world
2: to explore out there. I mean, I knew like
1: <laughs> that's funny, Tom love... <laughs>
2: Petty's Everybody everybody rerun was into. Like, I had like an encyclopedic knowledge. Like, I knew about Uriah Heep and Emerson, uh-huh. Lake and
1: Palmer and all those bands. Yeah,
2: but couldn't tell you anything about. But I got I, I caught up.
1: That's really funny because that's probably literally the reason I got into it. Or I didn't get into it. I bought the album and I listened to it like once. And I was like, what the fuck did I spend Oh, you had
2: heard on? about the band that sounds like Hank Hill. Like yeah. It. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, I got Like this
0: is bad. Dude, you drove your car? They like,
1: they're like a specific kind of like songwriter that tries to do like a storytelling thing. Yeah. And so they like, their whole thing is they just do like anecdotes and people are like, this is relatable. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. relatable.
2: <laughs> I feel like I ha- we have a friend that worked for the national for some reason. At some point, really, I can't remember who did though or who told me
0: that. <laughs> or may work for the
2: main guy or something.
0: I love the girl. What were? What are their songs? I love this girl. <laughs> 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 talking about dang old love, man.
1: <laughs> I, they have a song So I need my girl
0: I need my girl Propane accessories <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit Oh
2: man Well let me ask you a question I've been listening to uh, That new Quentin Tarantino podcast Oh I did another one Yeah Him and I think Roger Ayer, Um, Yeah
1: Roger Ailes
2: uh, Different guy. Mm. <laughs> they, uh, I guess, like, him and his buddies that worked at that video store that he famously, you know, like Quentin Tarantino's origin stories, he was just like a video store nerd oh. that just made Reservoir Dogs and then it just took off. I'm sure yeah. the story's a little more complicated than that. But I do this podcast where they just take three movies and, like, go through it. And I've just sit there thinking the whole time. How many of these movies is this motherfucker lying about having seen? Because yeah. part of being a man is just lying about stuff that you've consumed. <laughs> like even my impulse when you said the, the national? national was like, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 for sure, man. <laughs> and even and the thing is, I couldn't tell you anything about that high album, but I, I remember thumbing through it, and I was like, that's the that's the most I can yeah. pull
1: off here. I, you know, that's what I was wondering. The same thing. Um. Because he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge about like Asian cinema, for example, and it's like, come on, Quentin Tarantino's a little bit racist, right? Like, there's no (laughs) way. Just, I mean, like
2: a little bit of there, right? Uh, It's funny to hear him talk because I've just—he's just just like just knows chapter and verse of like the most obscure like B movies and TV movies and all this (laughs) stuff—and I'm just like how much of this do you know about versus you have actually seen, though? Hmm. That's the disparity. I know about a lot that I've not actually consumed just because like, I read a lot of magazines and stuff like that.
1: Right, right. Same here. I've read Wikipedia a lot. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I know where to look for information. That's the thing that separates me from the rest of the herd. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. I know where to look. I don't know the details specifically. Uh, but you know where to go get I the goods. I know where to go get the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then in that same podcast, he was like
2: confesses that he's never seen Interview with a Vampire, and I was like, okay, maybe I do believe him because I too have never seen Interview with a Vampire. Me neither, but I know everything about it. Yeah, Antonio Banderas. I know everything. You know,
1: was it Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anna Rice wrote the book. Yeah, and uh, I think she died recently.
2: Yeah, not too long ago. And she was like, she was like a Christian too toward the end of her life. I think
1: so. I just remember seeing like a quote. Of hers that went around, that like she like slam dunked on like Twilight or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like come on, you wrote a book about vampires. You don't get to hate. You on You don't get others. to gatekeep vampires.
2: You, like that. <laughs> you know, it's, they've been around a minute. You know, uh huh. Maybe that's not fair. I don't know. It was funny to think about that. Like, I was like, God, there's so much that I've lied about having seen. Let's just yeah. do a little confession round. Okay. We'll start off with an interview with Matt. We've both not seen that. Not seen it. What's something, name something that mm. you've lied about having seen that you Recently. Yeah. I lied about The Wire for a long time before I actually saw it. Yeah. TV shows are the easiest, though. Sopranos I lied about watching
1: Sopranos forever. See, the easiest ones, to see for me, I lie about books all the time. Yeah. War and Peace. Never read War and Peace. Never did I No. But like I no one's ever gonna read War and Peace. So you can be like Nobody can call you. Yeah. My favorite scene is when Sam gets into selling propane and propane accessories. It's a
2: weird turn that nobody weird talks about that War that and <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Propane
1: <laughs> hadn't even been discovered yet, if you can believe it. People are like, Wow, this man is well read. <laughs> he is an educated
2: <laughs> He got to the propane part of War and Peace.
1: Yeah. yeah, books, I feel like
2: here's a good rule. Any movie over 90 minutes you can lie about, and any book under 200 pages you can lie about. Yes, yeah. yes. You know. yeah. The thicker and longer. The thicker and longer. There's more source material to work with. You can just yeah. say, yeah, that's just. And even
1: even if someone calls you on it, be like, no, no, no that was in a footnote. Did you not read the footnotes, bitch? I guess
2: you didn't read guess- the appendices. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Wow.
1: You didn't go to the back of the book. Yeah. See? So you're you're lazy, is what you're
2: saying. You're a
1: slouch. You're a slacker. Yeah.
2: Yet we own so (laughs) many books. Like most of my books on my shelf, I've not read in their entirety. I thought about that.
1: I have to periodically put a moratorium on buying new books so that I can read the books I actually have. In a way,
2: they're kind of like life insurance, if you think. I can't die yet. I've not read
1: uh, (laughs) American Pastoral by Philip Roth. I have read that one. and I I will say I've only read two other of his books. I read Portnoy's Complaint, and I read a book. I'm going to play a game here, folks.
2: Name which one of these he's lying about. (laughs) which one of these three he's... He's read two, and he's lying about one, which is... (laughs) Smart money's on Portnoy's Complaint. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Actually, I think you're right. I don't think I actually... (laughs) Um, I did read one of his books, though, in my late teens called My Life as a Man. Yeah. And it's because my friend Kevin read it, and he was extremely scandalized by it. He was like, oh, my God. He was like, I can't believe this. So I was like, what? What is there in this book that's scandalizing? And there's a scene in that book where the protagonist's girlfriend, mistress, it's loosely based on Philip Roth, I think, like, he is having a conversation in the living room with some people, and his mistress is in the kitchen, and he can see her, but no one else in the room can, and she takes a cucumber and starts sticking it in her pussy. Just what in, a normal Just thing Just what a, would no- a normal thing would happen, yeah. like, you know, sticking a cucumber... Uh, <clears throat> Using it like a dildo, yeah. Just uh, and I was reading that as like a nineteen year old, like this. This is what it means to be a manly writer. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, man, that's all you gotta do is depict a weird sex act in, the, uh-huh. in literature, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Philip Ross one of those guys that, from time to time, gets made fun of for their depiction of sex in books. James Salter, I feel like to, you know, the horny Riders. John Updike. John Updike, big, horny guy. Big, horny guy. Uh, well, it's funny to think about like that Adam Levine scandal that popped off this yeah. week. Yeah. And it's like, okay, is this an Adam Levine DM or a James Salter novel? <laughs> you know, like just the blind taste test. It's a, fun, test of it's the a fun game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. both can
1: have uh, big auga humana uh-huh. Your body is absurd. Your body I. <laughs> I may need to see the booty. I love that line. I love that. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, you know, I've been checking. I might need to see you the booty.
2: my man thought he was getting a line off there, too. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I will have, I do have to say that, um, I am a little annoyed by all the people that, it's like projection. All the people that are like, oh, this is how white men flirt, like, in the DMs. And it's like, come on. Nobody is the paragon of flirting in the DMs, other than James Joyce. James Joyce had it nailed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, James Joyce was the OG, I wanna fuck your slutty little holes
1: guy, you know what I mean? The guy that really got in there. Let me read the letter James Joyce wrote to his wife in December 1909. I love this. I I was thinking, the funny thing about this is I was like, you know how there's essays that you return to, yeah, like yeah, over yeah. the course, you like, favorite essays of yours that you're, some of your writers have written, a favorite writer. Percy on
2: bourbon. I, I yeah. don't even really drink bourbon right. anymore, but that's a good one I go right. back
1: to. Or like a essay I wrote, went back to for a really long time was like that Tom Skaka essay on Smarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or uh, like David Foster Wallace, like any of those, like <laughs> yeah, uh, on David Lynch. Another
2: or, guy that no doubt lied about his... Consumption of entertainment products
1: Yeah Well I don't know Maybe apparently He li- used to watch Watch TV for like 12 hours a day Oh I have
2: no doubt He watched every TV <laughs> show But there's no, <laughs> no chance He read War and Peace He definitely lied about it though That's probably. true
1: I Yeah that's definitely yeah. true Um, But like I will say <laughs> Just Imagine you and DFW And Com- like Yeah Oh yeah yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, like yeah, that yeah. part <laughs> I like the propane <laughs> yeah, 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 section the propane, part, yeah. the propane section of War and Peace Yeah My favorite Yeah, yeah. Uh, I go back to the James Joyce horny love letters just as often as I go back to some of my favorite written pieces. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I go back to this more than anything. I've never read Ulysses. I've never read Finnegan's Way. there's none of them. <laughs> never read a word of Joyce or no. any of them. But no. I have gone back to this. Uh, to Nora, my sweet little whorish Nora... <laughs> I did as you told me, you dirty little girl, and pulled myself off twice when I read your letter. <laughs> I'm delighted to see that you do like being fucked arseways. Yes, now I can remember that night when I fucked you for so long backwards. It was the dirtiest fucking I ever gave you, darling. My pr- my this, pr- <laughs> this is
0: truly the
2: <laughs> the dirty texting of an Irishman.
1: <laughs> I like pulled off. But pulled, that's pulled not off used. Yeah, arseways. Yeah, yeah, arseways. Yeah. Pulled off. Now I can remember that (laughs) the dirtiest fucking I ever gave you. (laughs) My prick was stuck in you for hours, fucking in and out under your upturned rump. I felt your fat, sweaty buttocks under my belly and saw your flushed face and mad eyes. At every fuck I gave you, your shameless tongue came bursting out through your lips. And if I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual, fat, dirty farts came spluttering out of your backside. They're teaching this in...
2: They should be. It sounds like Joyce also might be one of the few hung Irishmen, along with him, <laughs> him and Colin Farrell. That's about where it ends. Liam Neeson, right? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and yours truly, obviously, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. <laughs> um,
2: Did you ever hear that Willem Defoe was so hung that Lars Van Trier actually had to give him a smaller dick for <laughs> Antichrist?
1: How does that work? You put you. What do you I do? I guess I gave him a CGI small cock. <laughs> you have to cram your massive cock into a smaller cock? <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
2: Ball it up and put it to a tiny prosthesis.
1: Oh, my God. Another movie I've not seen, Antichrist. Mm, I have seen a few of his movies, yeah. but that's not one of them. because Melanch- Melancholia? I have seen Melancholia. I saw that one in theaters. Lied about Santa. I never saw Antichrist because I heard there was a scene on it where. Uh, why am I blanking on her name?
2: Uh, Mia Goth. No, Mia Goth is in uh, the one nymphomaniac.
1: No, and she's in nymphomaniac too. Yeah. Anyways, I heard there's a scene where she like beats his balls and then it comes blood. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah and yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Which get brings us to the next line in Joyce's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had an arse full of farts that night, darling. I like, an yeah, just an arse full of farts. The man was turned on by flatulence, seems he like. He was, he was. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and I fucked them out of you. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is (laughs) a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bald girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at, at night. Hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. Yeah, try try to beat that, Adam Levine. His were like, <sighs> "Your body's absurd. Your body is a wonderland." <gasps> Fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly more my style.
0: <laughs> 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 <There's>, my
1: God. <laughs> My God that ass <laughs> I just love how like we've consulted we have consulted with the experts and may need to see the booty. Yeah. May need to see the booty. <laughs>
2: may, um
1: Yeah, I think I'm
2: leaning toward gonna have to see the booty.
0: The nightmare. Um. Oh
1: boy, that's I, that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was funny that people were like, "Um, other girls have come, for other women have come for, and, f- and what?" Saying that he's <laughs> flirted with them in the DMs. Oh Jesus! Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know,
2: I don't know. That guy makes very bad music, I have to say that.
1: Exceptionally
2: bad. I just have never cared for Room 5, period. Really? Not even even a little bit. Never cared about anything.
1: Not even at the very beginning when they were... I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. not on my... Spanning That had a little the, uh, the National need to remake that uh, The National featuring Hank Hill <laughs> S- S-
0: Selling, S- selling S- propane S- Selling
2: accessories <laughs> of propane
0: <laughs> <laughs> Out on the corner In the pouring rain. Oh, God, man. Mm. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck.
2: (laughs) I
1: mean, that's the horniness of a man on the go. That's, that's,
2: I would tell you something. If you were to just, like, you know, again, blind taste test those sex DMs. Yeah. And you didn't know who said that. Yeah. You could surmise that it was a guy that hosts the voice though.
1: <laughs> you
2: could narrow it down to Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, <laughs> CeeLo
1: Green. <laughs> so just just to keep just to uh, you know, keep track here. What are we blind taste testing? We're blind taste testing. DMs from horny pop star. Who
2: said it? James Salter or Adam Levine?
1: <laughs> or Adam Levine.
2: <laughs> was it Adam Levine to a fitness influencer on Instagram? <laughs> or was it Or twentieth <laughs> century novelist <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. shoot? laughs> or, or was it James Soft from James Salter's A Sport in a Pastime?
1: <laughs> All that
2: is. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit.
1: <clears throat> um Pretty good. You um, fuck. Change I don't know. That lives. seems to me like a tacit endorsement of the KKK. Yeah. So fuck. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Oh, good. What else happened this week? Inside the completely legal GOP plot to destroy America. You democracy. made
2: a good point with this. It's like. <laughs> The fact that it's legal kind of implies that uh, uh there, there is no democracy <laughs> anyway.
1: Um <clears throat> You hear me being you hear me wheezing over here? Are you letting out you little <laughs> merry Cracks? I'm
0: letting <laughs> Mary-
2: Long windy ones and little merry cracks. Uh-huh.
1: If James Joyce fucked me and wrote me dirty letters, that's what it would be. <laughs> My horse, little Terence. My horse, little Terence. <laughs> Let out little merry wheezes. <laughs> <laughs> when I gave you a good strong
2: fuck, you sounded like a, an asthmatic boy. <laughs> you, s- you sounded like a coal miner <laughs> coming. <laughs> When I fucked you, our Sways, it sounded like you
1: were afflicted by black lung disease, <laughs> coal miners' pneumoconiosis. <laughs>
2: to my horse, little Terrence.
1: <laughs> um, here's a story in the Washington Post: Pentagon beli- bedeviled by recruitment failures
0: <laughs> as solutions. Solutions prove elusive.
1: Um, military officials and lawmakers on Wednesday painted a grim picture of recruiting efforts within the Defense Department. As a recent study suggests, worrisome shortfalls could grow worse if more women decline to serve over restrictive abortion laws in many Republican-led states where U.S. personnel are based. Interesting. I hadn't even read past the headline. I didn't know that was the thing. It's like they're having a hard time recruiting on one hand because... Our Joe, boys
2: have more opportunities.
1: Joe Biden... Deleted, <laughs> they can yeah. just get on the dole. <laughs> they can get on the dole now. <clears throat> they don't have to pay student loans anymore. All right. But on the other hand, people don't want to move to states where they might be s- stationed, where they can't get an abortion. You know, It's just another example of how the military's been sissified, I think.
2: That's true. I mean, you'd, you think think that, that. you'd think you'd check your rights at the door when you go enlist. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. When you take that vow... To, when you take Omerita. To, Omerita, to, yeah. To, to protect the Constitution.
2: Yeah, to protect America against the enemies, both foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it says, saying its recruiting environment is the worst it has been since the end of the Vietnam War. Some of the military services will just barely meet their goals as the fiscal year ends later this month, officials said in testimony before the Senate Armed Services Committee. Um, wow, the Army... The armed forces' largest branch will miss its target by thirty thousand soldiers.
2: They have soldier quotas. Uh, they do, yeah. Damn, <clears throat> we got <laughs> boys, boys. We have to go brainwash thirty thousand guys into becoming cannon fodder mm. with the promise of free college. Eventually,
1: <laughs> we have about thirty thousand listeners. All the whole Trobillys. Fan base could
2: we could shore up yeah we could shore that up we could shore up the shortfall
1: we could go to we could go to them and say we have an offer you can't refuse like but we want something in return
2: we know you need thirty thousand boys and girls we we can give you that
1: but in return we request one nuclear weapon one (laughs) nuclear that's it just one (laughs) one nuclear weapon (laughs) (laughs) for thirty thousand boys and girls. I'd make that deal. Would you make that deal? <laughs> that. I think our fan base would. Uh, where would we store it at? Well, you know, the office here has a bunch of shovels and other flood relief stuff. We could store it here for now. Yeah. Uh, but we can drive it around in the back of my truck for like a, at least
0: 12 <laughs> months. Rattling around back there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We could easily do that. <laughs> military leaders teach a three-word mantra, adapt and overcome, to every service member. It's part reminder and part roadmap for how to meet challenges head on. Tom Tillis said there's little evidence to suggest the outlook will improve anytime soon. There is no sunlight on the horizon.
2: Wow. Tom's selling on it, huh? Tom is selling on the military. He's ba- bearish on the military. Or
1: bullish, which is it? I think he's bearish, or Yeah. I think
2: for as often as I say that I really need to know the difference.
1: I think it's they say bearish because bears are little pussies so they run away.
2: Yeah, all you got to say bear and then they just mm-hmm.
1: yeah. No one's ever been eaten by a bear. Honestly, it's really offensive that you know, due to the bad reputation they get because of the Affordable Bear Act, yeah, they are perceived as aggressive when yeah.
2: In all actuality. When there. really really and truly they're staying at home and just getting that check every They're night. just getting the, they're on the doll. <laughs> Only time you'll see a bear is on the
1: first and the fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a lawn chair waiting for the mail to run. Uh huh. Um It was unclear from Wednesday's hearing whether the Pentagon has prepared for the possibility that some of the military's biggest straws, including the GI Bill, which offers generous educational benefits in exchange for military service, would one day prove inadequate in the face of waning public interest. Um, Only 1 in 11 people ages 17 to 24 have a propensity to serve, said Lieutenant General Caroline Miller. The confluence of problems they described include high school closures during the coronavirus pandemic that strained access to military prospects, a competitive job market luring talent away, and obesity and other health problems drying up an already small pool of Americans who physically... Qualify for enlistment. Wow. Damn. Damn. That's what ab- nobody was talking about in the obesity
2: yeah, discourse yeah, last week. Yeah,
1: a little bit of ableism on part of the military. Yeah, a little bit of military ableism. <sighs> wow. Um, some prospective solutions, like an Army program that sends motivated recruits who perform poorly on tests to remedial training <laughs> ahead <laughs> What's of What's <enlistment>? the military
2: <laughs> aptitude test called? <laughs> I don't know. This basic? I'm going s- <laughs> to... I almost said like the NFL
1: aptitude <laughs> 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 It's the same one. <laughs> same one. Yeah. <clears throat> On Wednesday, panelists from each of the military service Summarized their outlook ahead of the fiscal year's end. The Air Force makes its goals with a narrow margin but misses its but miss its targets for reservists. Rick (laughs) Cheeseman, Vice Admiral Rick Cheeseman. Rick the Cheeseman. Rick the Cheeseman said the Navy has met its goals for bringing in new active sailors. Oh.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, now because, yeah, well, it's because they've let the gays in now. That's right. That's right. And if you're gay in the military, you're going to go Navy, naturally. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd be in it for the fashion. Mm -hmm. That's what we were always told growing up. Uh, <laughs> gays, went the the gays went to the navy. The yeah, gays went to the navy. Dude, you were you the told ga- that? The gavey, yeah. Were you told that? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. By like our fathers who had like a lot of anxiety about each and every one of us becoming gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were like,
0: "Do not, don't embarrass me. Don't join the fucking navy. Yeah,
2: you can do anything, son. <laughs> join any branch of the military. I'll be proud of you. Except one. Except mm-hmm. one of them. If you become a
1: goddamn <laughs> sailor." <laughs> Um, the Marine Corps only slightly adjusted its original recruitment goal and met its mission. The officials did not offer much insight into how the Supreme Court's decision this year ending the constitutional right to abortion may further strain the desire to serve among women. A recent... Like... Okay. Then why earlier in the article did they mention that? I feel like there is this conservative effort, concerted effort among liberal media... To try to like do a gotcha on the conservatives by being like your precious military is gonna decline if you don't allow abortion, when in fact like conservatives hate the military, right? Right, right. They right. they hate everything about America. Yeah. So, and you know they they think the military is like sissified now too. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, I guess is the point. Um. I don't know. A recent study by the RAND Corp said that of the (laughs) 201,000 women (laughs) serving on active duty in the continental U.S., about 40% are stationed in states that either have or will have the highest restrictions. Um, Women already exit the service at higher rates than men, according to the RAND report. It is not unreasonable to expect that both women's propensity to serve and their subsequent retention intentions will decrease. Hmm. Semen retention, semen
2: retention, right, right, right. That's what we need to, if we want more boys to serve. We need our boys to practice semen. No retention. busting, yeah.
1: No busting, no busting no, caps.
2: No busting, none of the time. That makes right. a better soldier.
1: You can bust caps, but not nuts. Right. That should be the military's <laughs> improvement <security laughs> strategy. Yeah, we we catch you <laughs> nutting, you're out. Bust caps, not nuts. Yeah. Um. I don't even know if anyone says that anymore. Does anyone say bust? That was like, in like the 2000s, like racist white dudes would try to like make fun of black culture. By saying bust a cap. In like, bust a cap, shpo, shizzle.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Kind of oh, that's oh uh, God. <laughs> you still hear it, it's still. Uh, yeah, that's, that is like kind of a subtext of certain like comedy is like white guys trying to sound black. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh dear! Oh my God!
1: Oh God! That's that's (laughs) hard day. (laughs) That's a hard day. Um. Anyways, Elizabeth Warren chastised the panel over general statements about the problem of sexual assault. Warren said a failure to bring the numbers down can undermine interest for women to enlist and sour the career for those already in uniform. That is just such
2: an insane like
1: position. It's like we have to we
2: have to keep abortion legal, lest our military be undermined. Right, right. <laughs> well, it is kind of the, like the the aggressive glue that holds this whole thing together.
1: Larry Summers has some ideas. For God, did you did you see that? Uh, it,
2: it... <laughs> it, uh, I want to see Larry I, Summers. I day. mean, it just befuddles me so much to be like you're supposed to be this like. Harvard economist. Like and the sick thing is, is I used to think a guy like Larry Summers was just like <laughs> evil, just like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But he really, I feel like there's an authenticity to his, like, well, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah. Let me like, get straight. You've directed financial economic <laughs> policy in this country to the detriment of millions, and yet you're like, it's, it's almost like he's punting. You well, know have I mean?
1: you noticed how. They, Maybe we should read the tweet we're
2: talking, the yeah. We're
1: talking about. Here. Yeah. There's uh the thread the thread, Lauren Summers <clears throat> Nick everstadt's book Men Without Work is a searing indictment of contemporary America. It convinces me that economics cannot explain why one in seven prime men aged twenty five are you a prime man? Are you a prime man? I've never felt that way, but I'm not counting it out. Right, go on. Uh, um Ages 25 to 54 are not working today amidst a massive labor shortage. Watch our discussion at AEI American Enterprise. <laughs> said I didn't catch that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> most of these not most of those not working say they don't want to work. There are two vacancies for every unemployed person. All countries have structural change, but the U.S. stands out. Demand side economics won't fix this problem. My reading of the data is that increased transfer payments cannot explain the big rise in non work. There are today too few beneficiaries receiving too little for this to be the largest part of the story. This is the one that got roasted. There is some social phenomenon which I suspect explains non-work, non-marriage, deaths of despair, general alienation, and I suspect the rise of reactionary populism. It should be a major task of social science to understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you noticed how... (laughs) It's just such... Have you noticed how in the last few years there's arisen this whole thing? You know, obviously we first documented it with like Chris Hayes, but you know the most recent iteration was Andy Bashir after the floods. Like, why is this happening? It's mm. the same thing here.
2: Yeah, they've, everybody feels like there's this immutable force that's like pulling the strings for the to everybody's detriment. And nobody can figure out why that's happening.
1: It is weird. They for someone for some people who are representatives of supposedly this material field of study economics they have like all these non-material i don't even know what his explanation for it is i think that he's not even right, what what is it, what was his laundry list of social ills non-work non-marriage deaths of despair general alienation and the rise of reactionary populism yeah i guess some guys just can't get bitches <laughs>
2: That's, that's the only that's I think that's yeah that's the uh, that's the social some social force he's.
1: It's Larry Summers. If you saw his DMs with the free hand at the market, it'd be like fuck. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I'm <laughs> going to have to see the
2: booty, as in <laughs> the pirates' booty, as in <laughs> that, the money that's been looted.
1: I may need to see the booty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! That that body is absurd. He's talking about the social, bo- the political body, the body politic. That body bo- politic is, is absurd. <laughs> is absurd. <Yeah>. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Oh man! Wait,
2: what? Adam Levine also went to a side chick and asked her if he could name his forthcoming son with his wife. See, that's the that's the, if you're if that is a that is a special type of brain disease. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's pure, if you want to talk pure deviance, that's pure deviance. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's malice. I'd say that's <laughs> yeah. malice. Yeah, that's oh boy. That would be funny if Lawrence Summers put that in here. Non-work, non-marriage, deaths of despair, general alienation, Adam Levine's DMs to his mistress, and the rise of reactionary <laughs> populism. <laughs>
2: Same force that comes There, there all has those to things. be an explanation
1: yeah. for all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, he doesn't offer. The thing is, the thing is, is that uh, if you just go Google Jeffrey Epstein and Lor- Lawrence Summers, uh, you'll be greeted with all kinds of interesting <laughs> photos of the two of them together.
2: Just <laughs> oh, <laughs> them man. two riding a roller coaster in Dollywood, their hands up. <laughs> Yeah. Spring Break
1: 01, <laughs> the time of our lives. Just them wearing spray hairbrush shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. The funny thing is, like, I saw someone point that out in the comments, and then I saw someone else say, I don't mean to, like, nitpick here, but is it possible that maybe Larry Summers didn't know about Epstein? Like, nobody knew about his actions until, like, recently. Maybe Larry, Larry, Larry Summers didn't know about him. It's like... No no no, you don't understand. Like Jeffrey Epstein had one job. His one job was to procure underage sex escorts for yeah. all these creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that that's of course he fucking knew. Like, Larry Summers of course fucking knew.
0: Oh my god, I
1: know
2: I dared
0: no <laughs> work
2: I know I, I Jeff's gonna roll on us. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, so the social phenomenon, the social phenomenon. Uh, let's see what else. What else we got here? We're just going through the his. We got. Just by saying, um, it's even by thinking about it, because you're sending it. Trump says you can declassify documents even by thinking about them. Which I agree My with telekinesis. I agree. Yeah, if you think about something, it should be it should exist. That's what I'm, I'm just going to focus on. Uh, he's manifesting. That's yeah. the thing. Like Trump is now into manifesting, because like he endorsed like Q and on and all that. So now he's into manifesting Yeah. And crystals and stuff. Probably.
0: Gosh,
2: you know. The the life and legacy of Marianne Williamson looms large. Yeah.
0: I
1: wish that I could pee but I
2: can't <laughs> am in misery mostly cause I cannot pee. <laughs> and I must see the booty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell, fucking hell. Um I wonder if the Flood relief workers downstairs could hear me reading the Joyce, the James Joyce letter. They're like, What kind of fucked up shit is no, going No, they're
2: like, Oh man, a fellow Joyce head, huh? <laughs> a fellow Dubliner upstairs. Uh, to my horse, little Terrence. <laughs> the last time I gave you a good fucking, uh, <laughs> it sounded as if you needed albuterol treatments after <laughs> <or>. <laughs> Oh,
1: fucking hell. Um, let's see what else. Privileges in crisis. Look at our elite private schools. Um, I don't know if I'm our elite private that. schools
2: are having a crisis too. It might be, dude. Everything's in crisis
1: an american and queen elizabeth's funeral cue why i went and what i found there do you want to read that one or is that one too spicy Mm -hmm. that's a little too spicy isn't it
2: i'm trying to be nice Mm. i want to be i'm trying to be more ecumenical to the silas houses of the world but he makes it so goddamn hard sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: pretty bad pretty bad um let's see what else we got here David Frum writing in The Atlantic, who benefits when Western museums return looted art? The repatriation of stolen objects has become a ritual of self-purification through purgation, but who it really serves is less clear than it might seem.
2: Yeah. So he's saying we should keep those war
1: trophies. We should keep the war booty. Yeah, okay. I may need to keep the booty. I may need to keep the booty. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Uh, we do want to spread democracy, but, uh, the booty,
1: well, that's nice That's ours. I mean, need to keep it. Um, I don't know what else. I, I think that, that, that about covers it, honestly. Uh, you know, you like we were saying, but, oh, then, then obviously there's the Brett Favre thing, which we talked about on the Patreon on Sunday, but, uh.
2: I think one crucial detail I left out is it wasn't just a matter of him like not like taking money and not showing up for the speeches they were taking it from the welfare fund. <laughs>
1: well, one th- another detail that I didn't realize is that it wasn't just Brett Favre. It was like widespread. Oh, really? Yeah, like multiple a Motley as it says here, a Motley assortment of political appointees, former football stars, one-time professional re- wrestlers, business figures and various friends of the state's former Republican governor all stand accused of pocketing or misusing money. Like that, that remember that wrestler, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DB, Of course, yeah, yeah, he was Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase got in at five the, million dollars. He's
2: the five million dollar
1: man. The now. Five. Man. <laughs> Damn. Ted DiBiase got five. He's he tried got to change his whole his whole shtick. Yeah, five million dollars from the welfare fund. Uh. Yeah, man. Ted dibiase
2: from Mississippi. <laughs> that I don't. Doesn't I, sound like that. <laughs>
1: I don't think you had to even be. <laughs> this is, they were just giving. They were up. just giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but the thing was, so uh, th- another thing that I didn't realize from Sunday is that Brett Favre also orchestrated more than two million dollars in government funds being channeled to biotech startup. To a biotech startup in which he had invested. What if fucking Brett Favre was responsible for COVID? This motherfucker's doing biotech, and, and that and that t- project was COVID. <laughs> that co- yeah, that
2: project. He was doing controversial. What was the thing called? Um. Uh. Oh man, what was it called? Oh shit.
1: Where they were basically Perhaps
2: the surest sign we were playing fast and loose is that <laughs> we can't recall what kind of research they were doing that we were so resolute about back last winter. Like, <laughs> yes, of course. Well, this is uh, gain of fun- what was it? Gain, gain of, of function, function. yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah, gain yeah, of yeah. function. Yeah. Well, this is a classic gain of function. <laughs> 6 months later. Now what was that they were doing? <laughs> I mean just bitching at Patreon's like, you fuck us I know all about this. <laughs> oh, shit,
1: dude. Yeah, we're the biggest hacks. <laughs> yeah, we're we're the biggest hacks. <clears throat> um experts yeah, Brett Favre was doing gain-of-function research. Experts <laughs> said the fraud was this is <clears throat> Brett
2: Favre sent millions of Mississippi welfare funds to the Wuhan lab <laughs> in, in in October of 2019. <laughs> the
1: records out. Uh, oh my god. Um, this is another part I didn't know about. Experts said the fraud was rooted in changes enacted in such programs in 1996. Very strange sentence. Just a long con. <laughs> very, yeah, very strange sentence. But what they're talking about is welfare reform. But yeah. they don't say welfare reform or Clinton. They just yeah. said, was rooted in such programs in 1996 when cash benefits paid to poor families were replaced by block grants issued to states. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I guess, lent itself to this dynamic where they could bas- basically use it as like a slush fund.
2: Yeah, so you could just go up there and you know, and apply for grant funding or whatever rather than just have your entitlements mailed directly to you yeah. every month. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill yeah. Clinton did that. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Who, I love that, Bill
2: Boozy. Who you think came up with the three strikes law?
1: Bill Clinton. <laughs> um,. That is thi- the, thi- the, thi- the thi- <laughs> we got Adam Levine and Brett Favre in the same week, yeah. you know, like two notorious DM sliders. I don't think Brett Favre was that.
2: well. I guess he was. I guess he was just unsolicited text. That was oh, like yeah. the old nine DM slider. Right.
1: Though. That that is fucked up. That's fucked up. If somebody corrects me.
2: It was a, si- a jet sideline reporter, not a cheerleader. Oh yeah. Uh, that he'd sent the unimpressive Dick Jesus Pitta. Christ. That is really fucked up. Uh, yeah. Bet you've never had anything like this, like a <laughs> perfectly just run down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one thing when you're not particularly hung. You can't. The one thing you have to immediately scratch out of your repertoire is any sort of yeah. domination type thing, type yeah. bit, like. You can't come in with a five and a half inch rock hard cock and say, "I bet you've never had anything like this." <laughs> when law of averages says exactly fifty yes, percent of the sex right. she's had was exactly, it's exactly
1: like that, like that. <laughs> yeah. if not more than that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The vast majority of the sex she's had it has been
2: somewhere in that ballpark.
1: <laughs> well, fucking J- J- James Joyce didn't let it stop him. He was getting, um, he was getting fucking farted on. He was like, please You're fart talking fart in about me a face. man that
2: absolutely enjoyed his sex life. Yeah, I mean, to a fault.
1: <laughs> you dirty little slut! <laughs> Blow the farts all over me.
0: Yeah, 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 ay, yeah, ay, ay. yeah, ay, ay, yeah. Ay. That's when she read the letter from the James Joyce archives <laughs> about blown Horse. <hearts. laughs> oh, man.
1: I hope that there's no big national fans out there getting. I do.
2: It's all love. You know, I'd just, love for somebody to get big mad at you for making fun of the national.
1: I'm just I'm doing it from a place of love. Anytime anybody gets mad at you, you say that. Look, I'm just making fun from a place of love. It's gentle ribbing. Yeah, you just eviscerate someone. Is,
2: <laughs> yeah, this this fucking piece of shit. Hey, it's all. It's just a good fun general ribbing. Yeah,
1: yeah gentle. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Dude, the thing is, is like no one's been putting out anything good to read anymore. Like, there's no fucked up articles anymore. Like what? Where, this makes Should
2: s- we do the American and the Queen's Court? <laughs> an American an American Yankee and... Dude, what was the Twain story? A Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. A Kentucky
1: hillbilly and Queen <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth's <laughs> funeral procession. Um, was that the thing? Mark Twain wrote that? Was the whole idea going back in time?
2: I think uh, Again another thing That I have lied About reading Yeah Not I'm read not, a lot of Twain I'm not I, read. I know the broad strokes I know the contours mm. Know the characters Don't really know the The shit
1: Same Same And I'm yawning that, That's how you know it's bad I'm yawning uh, That's how That's how you know you're it, it's it's the time to wrap it up. That's how you know <laughs> that the, the sugar hot like from all that fucking. Ch- the thing is, I ate a shitload of chocolate just right before we recorded. I, I was just s- b- ped some <laughs> <and> handsome drugs, <laughs> and now it's fucking wear it off. And <laughs> I'm struggling, man. I'm fucking struggling. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, China is running covert operations that could seriously overwhelm us. That's in the New York Times. Oh, okay. In my three decade career with Britain's intelligence service, China was never seen as a major threat. If we lost sleep at night, it was more over the Soviet Union. Um, it's a different picture today. China has acquired global, economic, and diplomatic influence. Oh no, they've acquired influence. No, my god. Oh my god. Enabling covert operations that extend well beyond traditional intelligence gathering are growing in scale and threaten to overwhelm Western security agencies. Um, let's see. The U.S. and British domestic intelligence chiefs signaled rising concern over this with an unprecedented joint news conference in July to warn of, as Mr. Ray put it. No no relation. Um, because he spells it the fucked up way. W-R-A-Y. Who who the fuck would spell it that way? It's an
2: absolute pervert. Ugh.
1: Um, as Mr. Ray put it A breathtaking Chinese effort To steal technology And economic intelligence And to influence foreign politics In Beijing's favor The pace was quickening They said With the number of MI5 investigations Into suspected Chinese activity Having increased sevenfold Since 2018
2: I like the presumption Of doing politics in Beijing's favor Like they're supposed to be doing something else <laughs> <laughs> right. like they're supposed to be operating it to Beijing's uh, detriment. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like they frame that in American media as like <laughs> this evil plot. It's like right. actually any state should be doing that
1: in theory. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the notion that they would wake up every day and not do something in America's interest is just beyond the pale. <clears throat> the culture of the CCP has always had a clandestine nature. But as the party has become an even more dominant force in China since President Xi took over a power decade ago, this is metastasized in state institutions. I fucking hate it when things metastasize in state institutions. Yeah.
2: Bad news, it's
1: bad news. It's bad news when things, A, metastasize in state institutions, when they, B, uh, gain global diplomatic influence. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, do things in Beijing's favor. <laughs> China can best be described as an intelligence state. W- okay, that's the thing that was in this article. As an intelligence as state. As if we do not have like a very elaborate
2: <laughs> intelligence
0: yeah. apparatus. What the
1: fuck is an intelligence state? The party views the business of acquiring and protecting secrets as an all of nation undertaking to the point that rewards are offered to citizens for identifying possible spies. And even school children are taught to recognize threats. Holy shit. As if the United States doesn't do didn't do that all throughout like the war on terror or the war on drugs. Like when we were kids,
2: like how often did you worry about Russia and Iraq? Like it was always on my mind, like, Oh oh, my God, we're gonna Saddam Hussein. Saddam (laughs) insane, more like in my right class. Right. (laughs) My right my fellow children (laughs) classmates. It's more like Saddam insane, right? And then they're just like, <laughs> sit down.
1: <laughs> Someone hits you with a spitball on the forehead. <laughs> yeah. The West cannot fire fight fire with fire. Mobilizing government, society, and economic and academic systems around competition with foreign foes the way China does would betray Western values. <laughs> okay, what the so fuck? So let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> the great dragon of
2: the East <laughs> is just out out of bounds for betraying Western values. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I love that. Mobilizing government, society, and economic and academic systems around competition with foreign foes the way China does would betray Western values. As if like the entire like NGO university system regime isn't all geared towards Furthering America's imperial technological yeah. you meddling know. in any yeah.
2: sort of anything that's even as uh, some semblance of an egalitarian
1: project. Um, oh, I who even wrote this. Nigel Inkster. Oh, of course, it's a it's a British intelligence agent. There's Ni- only
2: one thing a guy named Nigel Inkster was born <laughs> to do, and that's to be British intelligence. A rat. Yeah, Inkster or, or a Mister Bean character. Uh huh. That's like being named Major (laughs) Applewhite and think you're going to be anything but a college
1: quarterback. Inkster. You've got James Joyce on one. Which way, Western man? James Joyce and his farts getting blown in your face? (laughs) Or Inkster with his Western values? Choose wisely. (laughs) Leaders of democracies need to internalize the sea change that has taken place in China and ensure that, that engagement with Beijing is tempered. By a hard-headed sense of reality, the last state intelligence threat of comparable magnitude was posed by the Soviets. But the Soviet Union was isolated and impoverished. China's successful economy, on the other hand, is a key engine of global growth, vastly increasing Beijing's reach. Barely visible on the world stage 30 years ago, China's intelligence agencies are now powerful and well-resourced. They are adept at exploiting the vulnerabilities of open societies and growing dependence on China's economy to collect vast volumes of intelligence and data. Um, much of this takes place in the cyber domain. <clears throat> that's right. They're cybering. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, ASL. they're doing ASL. Yeah. Uh, um.
2: want a cyber? Question mark. When
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the like. That's literally. <laughs> Fuck. That's yeah. I was gonna say, dude. <laughs> like asking people on the other side of the world who were probably just other boys my age <laughs> if they were gonna cyber is how i developed my game yeah that's the you know so uh, you know i mean you can either be adam levine james joyce nigel Ink.
2: Or- <laughs> we cut our teeth uh <laughs> we would all go down to the damn community college computer lab <laughs> and sign in and immediately go to a chat site called The Attic <laughs> and we'd be throwing them ASLs out all day. I think Tyrone's username was Orgy Man 69 <laughs> he, he was not too subtle. <laughs> um <laughs> you imagine four teenage boys just sitting there like just trying to dirty <clears> chat on <throat> the computers at the community? I don't hall. have to
1: imagine it. It was me. I did. <laughs> I was very much Involved in that? I mean, I'm like I've said before, we were probably talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling you I had strawberry blonde hair, (laughs) 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 and telling you I was sticking a cucumber in my pussy. (laughs) When
2: you said that, maybe
1: there
2: was this dude Andrew I used to know in Moorhead that he actually became a wrestler. uh, Like, uh, fuck, what he was in. Not WWE, but the other A. God, it's been so long since I've been into wrestling. Uh, but the other big, yeah, like what? Not WWE, I'm going to say but the other AEW, but I'm AEW, thinking. I think. Is that, is the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was like he was like the tag team champion of AEW, but around County High School, the story was that his, him and his girlfriend were doing some cucumber play oh wow and then unbeknownst to them they left it and they came back at their her (laughs) mom his mom or dad or somebody had chopped up the cucumber and put it in like the water for the you know like what do you call it
1: yeah like the the cooler the water yeah
2: yeah whatever or you know or the crof or whatever
1: (laughs) So (laughs) so that's a common thing
2: Wow. Dicey proposition if you go to squash, though, because you can get toxic squash syndrome. <laughs> really? I mean, it sounds like a joke could play on toxic shock, but it really is a thing. There's,
1: so. It's like some kind
2: of fungus that can be deadly if you're you eat squash. You're safe
1: if you're doing it with cucumber. Yeah. But you're playing you're with playing fire. playing fire
2: if you go squash. You're,
1: you're right, there is cucur, cucurbitacin. Um, Wait, so I guess even cucumbers are not immune. Yeah, let's see. Cucurbitacin is a class of biochemical compounds that some plants, notably members of the pumpkin and gourd family, produce and which function as a defense against herbivores. Cucurbitacins are chemically classified as triper, triterpenes, formerly derived from cucurbitane, a triterpene hydrocarbon. Um, we're, let's go into this. Let's go into the carbon chain here. Let's go into the, uh... Specifically from the unsaturated ver- variant Cucurbit 5e or 19... <laughs> Never mind. Um... Let's see. So what does it do to you, though? <clears throat> there, there's... Wow, there's a lot of different versions. Cucurbitacin A. Cucurbitacin B. All the way to the Cucurbitacin T. Um... The toxicity associated with consumption of foods high in cucurbitacins is sometimes referred to as toxic squash symptom- syndrome. In France in 2018, two women who ate soup made from bitter pumpkins became sick, involving nausea, bom- vomiting, and diarrhea, and had hair loss weeks later. Wow,
2: dude. The squash are striking back.
1: Yeah, why did, did Walter White not know about this? Why couldn't he just done that? Why he of ricing? Right, so why couldn't he poison his enemies with with <laughs> the delicious pumpkin soup <laughs> with a nice pumpkin bisque <laughs> so he didn't know everything apparently
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow uh <laughs> wow wow, wow. <laughs> i was trying to mock german Trout's voice but i can't get there you know water <laughs> you could just give him the pumpkin you day. could
1: just give him the <laughs> 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 jesus christ Preheat the oven to 375. You're going to want to line a baking sheet with aluminum foil. Here's what you're going to (laughs) do. Shut up. Here's what you're going to (laughs) do.
0: Oh, damn it. (laughs)
1: Shut up Here's what you're gonna do It's the national featuring Hank Hill and Mike Herman
0: (laughs) We were selling Methamphetamine (laughs) Down at the local mall (laughs) (laughs) We needed some chemicals Only Hank Hill Can provide (laughs)
1: Well, that's probably about uh, all for this week. I <laughs> like that shirt you got on. Yep. Te- uh, Round Rock, Texas. Frontier Days, 1988, baby. <laughs> I found this at a thrift store in, like, fucking Santa Fe or some shit for, like, $8. I like that
2: rootin' tootin' guy with them
1: dual pistols
2: yeah. he's shooting
1: off. $8, buddy.
2: Uh, I want to get a I like- say, I say, uh, come to Frontier Days, 1988. Yeah, there's an armadillo.
1: See? <laughs> yeah, see him. Um, well, let's just let's finish out with the Inkster here. Western countries shouldn't be afraid to make bold moves. Actions like, <laughs> and historically, they
0: haven't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, historically, they've not made bold moves. They've not been real shy they've, about that. They, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Historically, Western countries should not be afraid to be small beans, to be small. A tender little beans. Um, nor should the impact of espionage and subversion be overstated. The Soviet Union lost the Cold War not because of its intelligence operations, which were good, but because of the failure of its governing ideals. Oh, okay, I mean, it was
2: communism's right, fault, not right. not having a robust
1: spy community. <laughs> right, right. The same may prove China prove true with China. Western policymakers and intelligence services must innovate and adapt but they also must ensure that strategies they employ honor the ideals of freedom, openness, and lawfulness. I fell asleep before I even finished that sentence. The angster, man. The fucking angster. Yeah. He's got a Twitter page. Let's see what he looks like. Wow. Nigel angster.
2: He looks like an
1: angster. Nigel.
2: Hey, my name's Nigel <laughs> Read my new
1: <laughs> I got a sub Yeah, he got it He has an article here His top tweet Queen Elizabeth wasn't innocent of the British Empire's colonial sins This could only have been written by someone Who doesn't understand how a constitutional monarchy works <laughs> Just like In your retirement from Like overthrowing governments around the world Just like arguing with people on twitter
2: yeah it's just the most
1: banal ending to like a sinister life yeah yeah i mean these guys never probably made a lot of money being spies you know what i'm saying like maybe they did i don't
2: imagine know. being a spy it's like <clears throat> you just devote your life to uh international political gamesmanship and it's probably a fairly dangerous job and all that stuff. Just so you can get a shitty pension, a middle upper middle class salary, and make sure all the rich people of the world stay rich. Hmm. While also <laughs> while make sure all poor and working people stay misery
1: You don't really get anything out of it except the assurance that you're correct, and right? You did the right thing, and then, in and, your and mind. that's
2: what all these articles are about—just to like justify yeah. the misdeeds <laughs> right. during their career. Absolutely. I wasn't wrong. It's the people that are idiots that don't know what a constitutional monarch is.
1: 100%.
2: Here's what you're going to do, Walter. we do that one again before we go? (laughs) (laughs) That
1: wasn't good. That got me. Here's what you're going to do. All right, Walter. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Pre-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna pre you're gonna you're gonna, gonna
2: preheat oven to 325. You're gonna spread about a tablespoon of olive oil on a cookie sheet.
1: Get some smoked paprika, some pepper, some salt. <laughs> Put some olive oil on there.
2: <laughs> you're gonna puree your pumpkins <laughs> in batches. <laughs>
1: Fucking hell. Oh, David. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think that about covers it for the week. Anything uh else before you go? Any, anything else you go? I think um am your national I'm, doubt. Are I'm you Are you?
2: No, I don't want more my and trap making <laughs>
1: poisonous pumpkins. <so. laughs> um well, uh, you you would like to support us on the Patreon website, go to PRT, PRT, Party On. Party That's On. That's a different site. That's a different website. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a <laughs> show? party line. That was like a show. Oh, never mind. Like, there was this show on E! Channel that it, it was the first thing I ever jerked off to, pulled off to. The first thing I ever pulled off to. Was this show, it, Brooke, it was the show on E! Channel called Wild On. Wild okay. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Wild <laughs> On. Yeah. And they used to, like, what it was was, like, they would just, like, go show people partying in bikinis and stuff. Yeah. In, like, <laughs> and like that's kitchen. what parents used to pull off there. <laughs> and, like, obviously, you couldn't, like, you literally had to take what you could get because, like, you couldn't, like, save the video or rewind it or anything. So you were just, like... You just had to do it as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to pull off. That was
2: a frustrating thing about your formative masturbatory experiences is like it would go to a commercial and then you'd have to like start all over basically you took what
1: you got you took yeah, what you could get man, totally. I mean, I saw someone say this on the t l They were like uh, shout out to who said this. I can't remember if you said this and you want credit for it, you're not embarrassed for saying it. Let me know. They were like, I don't find anything really. They were like, okay, what it was was they were like, uh, I don't find anything really inconsistent about Adam Levine's tweets with someone over the age of thirty. It's like, it's it the tw- the sexting may be bad, but at least they don't have porn brain. So it's like trade offs. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I guess that's true. Like we, you know, our brains weren't ruined by pornography access at all times like you, we were jerking that's off to Brooke Burke and Wild yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> we are the good ones we are the good ones here we I'm, made it out we're safe I'm looking for validation somewhere in this yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are morally upright no. for having been exposed to technological <laughs> having pulled off to a Sears catalog <laughs> alright Anyways, go to Patreon, P A T R, E O N. dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. You can sign up for like two hundred or some shit episodes, and uh... always
2: appreciated. We always appreciate it. These lean and uncertain fiscal
1: times. <laughs> these, these are lean and uncertain fiscal times. <laughs> you could say that again. <clears throat> Um. All right. We'll go sign up. Uh, we'll see you over there on Sunday, and if not, we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.